Hello. I want to welcome you to the iCampus. The iCampus is a ministry of the First Baptist Church of Dallas in Dallas, Texas. My name is Ben LaVorne and I'm the executive pastor here at the church. I have the privilege to serve under our senior pastor, Dr. Robert Jeffress. Our goal on the iCampus is to equip you with discipleship resources that help bring God's truth into your daily life. And this video series is about Christ-like transformational leadership. What I want us to discover together is a biblical Christ-centered way of leading people. God has called me vocationally to serve in the church. So that's where I spend my time working and leading others. But this approach to leading in a Christ-like, transformational way applies wherever you have influence, anywhere that God has called you to be. So I apply these biblical truths, not just as a pastor, but also as a husband, a father, and as a coach. I think you could apply them as a business or nonprofit leader, as a teacher or an administrator, as a parent, a volunteer, or in many other endeavors, even with your extended family or your circle of friends, as you steward those relationships that God has given to you. So wherever God has you, I think this course can be helpful to you as you think about what it means to lead like Christ. We'll explore what transformational leadership is throughout the series. And I wanna give you just a quick overview of where we're headed. This first video is about how the concept of imitation in scripture relates to Christian leadership. Every Christian is called to be a leader because each of us is called to live a life worthy of imitation. We imitate Christ so that others can imitate us. Now in our second video, we'll define two very different kinds of leadership, transformational leadership and transactional leadership. Our goal is to become transformational leaders, leaders who desire to transform the lives of those we lead. But often in our world, we're pressured and tempted to be transactional leaders, to view leadership as a transaction focused purely on rewards like money, consequences like disciplinary action, and results rather than on the people we are called to serve and shepherd. In the third part of this series, we'll look at a biblical example of a transactional leader. And in the fourth part, we'll look to Jesus as the ultimate transformational leader. In our fifth video, we'll conclude the series by talking through how to assess what kind of leader you are. And I wanna give you some diagnostic questions to ask yourself, and these can help you grow as a leader who works toward the transformation of those under your influence and who imitates Christ's example. You'll also have the opportunity to download a free resource that we've developed for you, our Transformational Leadership Self-Assessment Tool. As a father of four young sons and a new baby girl now, God is often teaching me through my children. For example, I've learned very well that lessons and behaviors are better caught than taught. Now, sometimes this is a good thing, and sometimes it's not so good. Recently, I was up early working in my home office, and one of my sons came downstairs, and he grabbed his Bible, and he began reading it. Then another one came down and saw his brother, and he did the same thing. Then a third, and I proudly thought to myself, man, I must be doing something right. A short time later, I was putting them to bed. And as I walked out of their rooms that night, I thought, my gosh, 
There are dirty clothes everywhere. Tomorrow, I am going to tell them they need to pick these up. And I went downstairs and I went into my bathroom where I found a pile of dirty clothes, sweaty workout clothes that I'd left on the floor that morning. Hmm, I thought, surely this behavior has nothing to do with mine. Well, we are all heavily influenced by others' examples, good and bad. And we're influencing others by the examples that we set. You know, as Christians, we are called to lead exemplary lives. We are called to be Christ-like. However, if we're honest, we often view Christ's teachings as idealistic or aspirational, but unrealistic. As fallen people, we realize that we can never achieve complete or perfect godliness in this life. But unfortunately, that sometimes leads us to relinquish the effort and settle for much less than what God has called us to do. We fail to become the person that God has called us to become. And believe it or not, Jesus does command and expect you to follow both his teachings and his lived example. And that's why in 1 Corinthians 11.1, the Apostle Paul charged the church, imitate me as I imitate Christ. So I ask you today, are you really striving daily to imitate Christ? Do you even believe that's possible? Are you a person who can confidently challenge others, your family, your coworkers, your classmates, or your friends to follow your example because you're following Christ. Christianity is not just an idea or a feeling. It's an entire life lived for God's glory in imitation of our Lord Jesus Christ. To become a disciple of Jesus Christ means to take on the task of learning to imitate Christ. To make more disciples requires modeling the Christian life for them. It means giving others an example to be imitated, emulated, and followed. This is what Christ did for all of us. The Son of God came to earth to model how we should live. As Christians and as leaders then, the Bible calls us to live the kind of life that others can imitate and follow. One New Testament scholar explains it like this. He said that imitation is not the way to salvation through pious achievement, but it's an attitude of thanks in response to the salvation that has been given to us. The summons to to discipleship can be fulfilled only when a person is grasped by Christ and undergoes the transformation that existence under his lordship involves. Now let's dig a little deeper into this critical verse that I just quoted earlier, 1 Corinthians 11.1. Here Paul says, be imitators of me as I am of Christ. At this point in his letter to the Corinthians, Paul has been helping the church think through the proper use of Christian freedom. He notes that all things are lawful, but not all are profitable. All things are lawful, but not all things edify. Specifically, in chapter 10, Paul addresses the thorny issue of how to deal with meat sacrificed to idols. He ends his guidance to them by emphasizing that we should always strive in everything we do to glorify God. He writes, So, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. And as he concludes his broader discussion of how Christians are to approach various issues— He begins chapter 11 with this powerful admonition. 
be imitators of me as I am of Christ. So if we take what Paul is saying at the end of 1 Corinthians 10 and the beginning of 1 Corinthians 11 together, we see that the what, do all things for the glory of God, is accomplished by the how, imitate my life as I imitate Christ. This is the joining of head and hands, of knowledge with action. And we're called both to know Christ's teachings and to live those teachings out. We believe what Jesus said and we follow his pattern of living. We hear his word and then we do his word. Now, I want you to really consider what Paul is saying here. Take it seriously. You may feel like it would be impossible for you to live a truly godly life you may feel like you don't even know where to start. But remember, we know what a life lived entirely to the glory of God looks like because we have had it modeled for us perfectly. We have seen the perfect life of Jesus Christ. Not only is he our savior who redeems us from the power of death, he is also our example who shows us how to live. So what was Paul really saying here when he says, be imitators of me? Paul was telling the church that he was living out his life in the very pattern of Jesus Christ. Because they too had been called to follow the example of Jesus, they could follow Paul's example as a means of emulating Christ. Now importantly, Paul doesn't treat this as a command just for the Christian elite. This isn't just for monks or martyrs. Paul doesn't say as an apostle, as a super saint, I imitate Christ, but you you should just do the best you can. No, just as Jesus instructed his apostles to make disciples, teaching them to obey all that he commanded, Paul tells us that we should strive to emulate Christ ourselves. And he says, if you need to know how to do that, watch me because I'm doing that. Living like Christ will come with its own set of complexities in this world. Few of us will face the question of whether we should eat meat that's been offered to idols, which is what Paul, he's talking about here carefully in 1 Corinthians 10. But there are many other questions and issues that Christians must navigate daily in order to follow and live like him in a fallen world. The point stands that the main focus and aim of our lives should be growing in Christ. It should be imitating Christ and living lives that bring him honor and glory. Dallas Willard, who is such a great guide for the spiritual life, notes that some may object. If Paul really meant that we were to live a spiritually rigorous lifestyle, that we were to submit ourselves to righteousness in the same way that Jesus did, why didn't he just come out and say that? And Willard says, but he did come right and say that. Paul says to us, follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. He says, whatever you've heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. In our most honest moments, we may admit that we don't really treat all of Christ's teachings or his way of life as realistic. We may take them as idealistic or aspirational, but we don't really seek to imitate Christ. How do I know that? Because when I look around, I can see that most of the time, most of us are not actually doing the things that Jesus did. 
We don't live the way that he lived. We don't spend time alone with the Lord. We don't put others before ourselves or serve the church or invite others into God's kingdom by sharing the good news of salvation by God's grace through faith in Christ. Instead, we tend to think that we're following Paul's example if we merely believe the same things that he did. But Willard contends our lives are not like his life at all. We do not do the things that he did. Yet it was surely Paul's practice that alone explains his marvelously victorious life in the easy yoke of Christ. For he in faith adopted his Lord's overall style of life. You see, as Willard explains, the key to understanding Paul is to know that with all his weaknesses and failures and personality deficiencies, he gave himself solely to being like his Lord. He lived and practiced daily the things his Lord taught and practiced. He lived a life of abandonment, and it was his confidence in this path and in the power that derived from the rich union with Christ it created that enabled him to call others to do the same thing. Scripture is rich with teachings that should inform our way of living in imitation of Christ. For example, Christ didn't please himself, but denied himself for the good of others. We're to love and to welcome others and invite them into the family of God. Husbands are to love their wives as Christ loved the church. Indeed, Christ even instructs us to be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect. Now, we recognize that we'll never be perfect in this life. We'll never be able to exactly replicate Christ until we're fully glorified with him in heaven. New Testament scholar Anthony Thistleton explains that Paul is not arguing for exact replication. Instead, he's saying, take me as your pattern as I take Christ for mine. He explains that we are to take Paul's lifestyle as a pattern or a broad model in aiming at glorifying God. Not because it was Paul's model, but because Paul was following Christ's model. So this is the high calling of every Christian, to imitate Christ's way of life. When we do that, we become leaders. We become the kind of people who others can imitate and pattern their lives after. With the rest of this video series, I want us to think together about how we can lead like Christ did. Christ is a transformational leader. And in his power and through his example, we can answer his call and we can become transformational leaders too.